how they became millionaires um, in terms of net worth, it usually comes down to two things. There are usually homeowners that have spent a decent period of the time building equity in their home, right? So sometimes you will hear things like, oh, you know, your house is not an asset, et cetera, et cetera, which I get the logic behind it, but it does contribute towards your net worth when you own something that goes up in value, right? And the second one is actually pensions. Hello and welcome to Walk Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro, Jax. How are you today? <laughs> yeah, I'm very well. I'm very good. Um, you know, in recent times I've been doing something called juicing. Um, mm. So literally uh, today I've just finished having uh, my one juice for, for, for the day. Um, it consisted of some celery, some, some beetroot. Um, some apples for taste and yeah it's been amazing really enjoyed it i'm loving i'm loving how long you been doing that for man yeah i know it's been a while now yeah so it was a new year's resolution uh to get more fruit and veg and the right nutrients into my body um and i do it in different ways so juicing is one of those ways um i do have smoothies as well because i know juicing sometimes gets rid of the some of the goodness but as someone who grew up drinking a lot of uh concentrated juice actually not really knowing what it was this has been a pretty decent way for me to uh, stay hydrated um, without actually drinking too much uh, unhealthy juice. Mm, love it, love it, love it, man. On that, like, one of these days, we're saying we, we're going to get, um, what do you call it? Hopefully a doctor on one of these days in terms of to do a podcast relating to health, because um, health is wealth and all of that. And we will be able to show the direct link when it comes to also our personal finance journey, man. So hopefully you, you can talk about your experience of juicing on that particular episode as well, man. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Come on, come on, come on, man. Massive shout out to you and a shout out to our listeners wherever you are in the world. We see you and we appreciate you. For today's episode, um, it's going to be a quick one. We're going to react to some news um, that we've seen quite recently. Um, we are currently in June 2023. And Jax, this um, recent article is about pensions and it asks the question, how much are you paying into your pension? And then it says the following, one in five admit they have no idea and a quarter have lost track of old pots. I repeat, one in five people admit they have no idea how much they are paying into their pensions and a quarter have lost track of old pots. Um, I've, of course, been on a personal finance journey for quite some time. Um, and when I see articles like this, it's just a reminder of um, the reality for a lot of people. Um, for me, this might be secondhand knowledge, but that's because I've been on a journey for a while. Then it just, yeah, it just reminds me and just humbles me and reminds me that, listen, man, there's a lot of work for all of us to do um, on this journey. But Jax, man, what are your immediate thoughts before we dive into that, like when you hear this, hear this um, title of this particular article? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not surprised. In fact, I'm actually uh, surprised that, uh, you know, it's just 20%. I would have thought it's mm. even higher. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, well, I guess it's probably because here in the UK, we have a system called auto-enrollment that, um, you know, now people that are auto-enrolled have an idea that they may be getting paid a pension. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 20% is not as um, 
is not as high as I thought it would be. Hmm. No, absolutely. And and as you said, um, auto-enrollment pretty much, you know, allows for people to understand that they, you know, here in the UK, that um, where they've opt- stayed and remained opted in, it allows them to understand that their money is definitely going towards pensions. But I guess with here it's saying that, yes, people may know they're contributing to a pension, but they don't know how much they're putting in. Now, Jax, what are your thoughts on as to actually why, our pensions and I think it's fair to say maybe not a priority for some people well I mean firstly when we hear of the term pension let's be honest it's not the most sexiest way of building wealth for most people um you know and I think I think I've even mentioned this on one of our episodes was I think uh the industry my industry does a poor job of advertising pensions because Mm -hmm. often even when we look at the images associated with pension uh promotions is often old people with gray hair Mm. right and so you know as someone who may come across this sort of sort of advertisement as a young person uh it doesn't it doesn't you know it doesn't capture my attention mm. right and we also know even when we do hear about pensions we also know that um even if we are auto enrolled or we are somehow contribute towards a pension um i don't have access to it until um here in the uk until at least the age of 57 uh mm. for our star um, in our 30s and below um, so so why should I make it a priority? You know, I, maybe I should be focusing much more on um, my career where I can earn income, more income that can get access to that straight away, um, build a business. All these topics are much more uh, exciting because I can have access to that money straight away. So I think that's the reason why, generally speaking, more, more, more people or most people are not really um, in tune with their, with their pension uh, provisions and, and what, what it really means for them. Mm. And 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 it's uh, and I definitely hear that because you know as you enter the world of work you can hear about this but it's like okay yeah that's yeah some of my money goes to it but yeah how much is is it really a priority or oh, there's other things in life going on now why in your humble opinion do you think that we might we might need to shift that mindset to really bumping it up the priority list oh well I mean as someone who uh has been on a personal finance journey as well, uh, like yourself, Peter, and someone who who obviously works in the industry. Uh, it's it's you know we know the power of compounding. Mm. We know that compounding, as Albert Einstein said, is the eighth wonder of the world, and you know it is one of the most uh, the best way to build wealth over the long term. Time is your friend, and so actually the fact that we have no access to our pensions for maybe a few decades is actually a good thing, right? Mm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's something that we should definitely be taking uh, seriously. And also the thing about pensions, which is very attractive for those people that, you know, um, are, are, are interested in actually building wealth is you don't pay tax on it here in the UK, right? Mm-hmm. So you re- receive uh, what we call tax relief for money that you put into a pension, right? And also that, that money that goes into a pension, the pension is the home, but the money also gets invested often in, in, in a mutual fund, which means your money can grow as well. And guess what? It grows tax-free as well. So there are, you know, tax breaks and tax efficiencies and attractive tax things when it comes to pensions. And this is why, you know, most people should really be thinking about how they can, you know, really benefit from this sort of uh, wealth building tool. Mm. No, I love that. And, and for the... The young person as well, Jack Stacks, maybe just entered in the world of work. Their starting salary might not be, you know, a, a, you know, a lot. You know, their take home pay, they're really using it to to get by. 
um, and they're thinking, yeah, this stuff I can do later. I don't really need to be putting my money towards pensions and stuff. Um, I think that also speaks to that in terms of that long-term um, compounding um, effect as well, because it's so easy to, yeah, to really look at your income and say, is this re- This is something that's going to affect me in 40 years or whatever. Yeah, and, and that's why I encourage people to play around with something called uh, the compound interest calculator, mm. uh, which sometimes is also called an investment calculator. And when you when you go into that calculator, you understand a formula that to build a portfolio, um, the three contributing factors, uh, the positive contributing factors are how much money you put in, your time, and of course the performance of the assets that you invest in, right? Mm. Um, a lot of people focus on things like how much money they're going to put in and other people focus on the performance of their assets. Actually, in this formula, the one very, very powerful tool is time, right? So for someone who starts investing um, at the age of 20, you know, investing a certain amount every single month for the, for the next uh, 40 years, that person is, you know, is going to do much better than someone who waits until the age of uh, 40 um, and tries to put even double the amount of money, right? So I encourage people to understand how compounding actually works, play around with the calculator, you'd be definitely wowed about what can actually happen if you start early and just start putting small bits of money away. No, absolutely. And it's so interesting that you mentioned before that just the way that um, pensions are marketed and advertised for. Um, my uh, day job recently, I went to an AGM for one of our clients and um, it was filled with loads of people, the members. Um, and and one th- that those clients have products, one of them being um pension products as well and the majority of people that were there were pretty much you know people around that uh pension age here in the UK from observation you know maybe they'll somewhere a bit younger but there was very few um people that looked you know in their 20s or in their 30s there as well which was yeah quite interesting yeah and and Pierre, you know pensions is a real problem um or what should what I should say is uh, retirement planning is a real problem um, here in the UK and I believe across the world as well, right? Because we are living longer. We are living longer, which means, um, you know, when we decide to retire, we need provisions for a longer period of time. Um, and also here in the UK, there are different types of pensions. So, you know, what we're talking about on this episode is our personal pensions, but we do also have state pensions as well. And the way state pensions actually work for those that don't actually know is that the people that are actually currently working um, and paying something called national insurance here in the UK, those are the people that fund the retirement people, mm. right? So the national insurance funds those that are retired. And so if people are living longer, what's happening, if you look at the ratio, is that you have more people now at the retirement stage, which means that the money we're putting to the national insurance is not enough to fund uh, the people that are retiring and retiring for longer. Mm and live longer basically so that that creates a problem um and that's why for me it's very important for me as someone who likes to provide financial education um on this podcast to really wake people up that's what we call going to work finance to wake people up mm. um to the to the you know the knowledge of the fact that we're not saving enough and people mm. are living longer and this is something that we need to be uh very intentional about yeah no absolutely man absolutely and and Jax you mentioned um the term auto enrollment before um you want to just very quickly touch on that 
Yeah, so alternate enrollment was something that came in, I believe, uh, April the 12th. Uh, sorry, yeah, April 2012, sorry. <laughs> um, and essentially what it means is if you uh, are employed and you uh, are earning a, a decent amount of money, it is um, a requirement by legislation for um, your company to pay you a pension, to enroll you into a pension scheme. And then what happens is they will contribute uh, a bit of money and they will also take a bit of money from your salary as well. Um, it all adds up to 8% here in the UK. So 8% of your salary uh, should be going into a pension um, automatically. So when, when I say 8%, when I say 8%, I'm not saying 8% of your, you know, your full salary. It just comes up to 8% because they will take 5% of, of your salary and then 3% contribution. Mm. Okay, uh, if I want to, if I want to be more technical, actually, it's four percent. But then you get a tax relief of twenty five percent, making it five percent, and then they contribute an additional three percent. Just a bit of a uh, um, clarity there, and and so yeah, and then that gets automatically invested, um, often you know into a mutual fund, um, and yeah, every single month when you get paid, if you check your payslip, you you will probably see that some money is going towards a pension pot. Now you do have the option of opting out. So you can decide to, you know, come out of that pension scheme in order to take more money home, right? You can do that. But here on World Finance, we, we don't think is a great idea for more people. No, absolutely. And we've done a couple of episodes on that as well as to why we don't think it's uh, the best idea. And you you would have heard a bit in the beginning regarding some of the effects of starting and being consistent over quite a long period of time. Now, Jack's this article um was obviously just talking about you know um, many people having no idea of what they're paying into their pensions and a quarter I've lost track of old pots are there when you think of this are there any particular groups that um yeah I guess might struggle or might be uh, susceptible to being part that to fit in um with the people that this title is referring to yeah so um I think young people generally, um, mm. our generation is a bit different from our parents' generations. We tend to uh, move around a bit, so we don't stay in one company. We tend to move from company to company. Um, often every four or five years, we tend to work for a different company, which means often we enroll, of course, auto-enrolled into different pension schemes. So if you've never really been intentional with um, keeping up with where your money is going, where your pensions are, the chances are you could have worked for three, four different companies in a short space of time, have accumulated some money, but you've just never really noticed it and never really took uh, notice of it, basically. So, yeah, it really does happen for, for a lot of young people who may not even understand what pensions are in the first place. Mm. And 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 um yeah, I mean for for the listener right now thinking I've worked in a few jobs and I don't even know nothing about about previous pensions. Well, hopefully that's a bit of a wake up call that you can literally have money sitting in a old pension workplace pension provider and accumulating and still building. Maybe not building as aggressively when you was actually contributing to it, but it's still building. So maybe there's some yeah task for for um, our listeners, um, particularly here in the UK, who have um, those pots around to actually find out um, exactly what's happening with those uh, pots. Yeah, yeah. And, and if, if you've worked for a multiple uh, amount of companies um, and you don't really know, you know where your pensions are, you know, here in the UK, we have a pension traceable service 
uh, provided by the government. So you can use that as well. It's for free. Mm. Now, now, yeah, this part of the article in terms of people not knowing the amount. Now, when when it comes to budget, because we talk about budgeting, I mean, savings, investing, spending on, you know, whatever, shopping, whatever, you know, we when we get good at budgeting, we can tell how much we're spending. We can tell that we're saving X amount every month. But when it comes to pensions, what's happening here? Why are people not knowing how much of their their money is going towards their pension? Because that is their money. Yeah, because remember, pensions don't hit your bank account. Mm. So, you know, yes, you can see how much is in your current account and, and that kind of stuff because it's part of your day to day. Um, but your pension, you know, you will get a statement um, sent to your, your sent through post. Uh, once a year telling you you know what the pension is and that kind of stuff but often what what happens is a lot of people uh, ignore it um, and actually if you're someone who's also uh, moved um, kind of moved location so you don't live in the same place like you used to so your address has changed the, the the pension provider doesn't know that right so they will definitely still be sending these uh, slips you know to to your old address mm. um, so it's really really one of those things where um, it's just one of those things that can easily fall out of your day-to-day because it's not in your bank account. Um, but what, what I would say is, you know, here at World Finance, we talk about uh, having financial reviews, having a holistic financial plan on the past few episodes. I think I've said it every episode that, you know, it always surprises me when people are, you know, they might have a, a, a month-to-month budget. They might have a month-to-month budget. They may... Uh, they may start investing on, on all these things that we think are good, but all these things may not be as effective if they're not all part of a longer term vision, which mm. is often a financial plan, because the budget uh, and all these things are supposed to help you achieve uh, the longer term goal, which is, you know, the actual longer term financial plan. And so uh, part of your financial plan will also include what we call retirement planning mm-hmm. is, a, is a section within the financial plan. And if you're able to you know, have this section, then you would obviously then realize that, hey, um, part of my retirement planning is looking at my pensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that should be something that we review at least once a year, but often twice a year. Love it, love it, love it. No, absolutely. And we've swiftly gone into, you know, solutions. I mean, when we we hear this article again, you know, this is all about creating a conversation and hopefully influencing people to, you know, further educate themselves and lead to them making their own decisions, which are informed as well. So what else can one do in response to this, just to make sure that one is actually staying on top of their workplace pensions? Yeah, I mean, I, I do find that many people don't pay much attention to what is on their payslip, right? Mm. So they get their payslip and uh, they look at only one section, <laughs> which is <laughs> net pay. Which is the net pay. <laughs> all, all we really care about is how much is going into our bank account, right? <laughs> but you know what we think is important here at World Finance is when you know when you get your payslip, you want to double check a few things. You want to double check uh, that your tax code is even correct, mm-hmm. right? You want to check um, how much money is going towards things like student loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to check um, then, of course, you know how much you're paying towards your pension. All these things are really, really important. So check your pay slips. I know sometimes it could be hard because you see how much tax you're paying and it's not the most um, exciting thing to see how much you're paying you know, to, to the government, etc. But please do check it and, and go through it with some details so you know that everything on there 
is correct and actually makes sense for what you're trying to achieve. Um, again, you know, make sure you do your financial reviews, uh, make sure you have a written uh, retirement plan. If you're someone who doesn't have these and, and needs a bit of help um, doing these things, if you're in the UK, then of course, uh, you can reach out to me and we could do some financial coaching sessions. If you are someone whose uh, net worth is, uh, in my opinion, a quarter of a million onwards, then you probably want to sit down with a regulated financial advisor or a regulated financial planner who will help you actually structure these things in, in a bit more detail. Uh, I also encourage you to speak to your HR department, which is the human resource department. If you're struggling to find any information on your payslip or if you're struggling to find your pension uh, letters and that kind of stuff, speak to your HR department. They will know exactly where your current pension is. And of course, if you've worked for previous companies as well, you would want to try and get that information from their HR departments as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I think that's really, really important. And the thing about pensions is there are so much more to it um, than just, you know, having a small proportion of your, you know, your income going into it and benefiting benefiting from the tax relief. Um, but you can also do some really, really interesting and creative things with pensions to to really, you know, benefit even further when it comes to uh, tax efficiency, such as salary sacrifice, which is a scheme mm. here in the UK where you give up some of your salary, um, which will go into uh, a pension pot, and that could come with some benefits as well. Absolutely. And, you know, on the back of that, definitely encourage people to, where, wherever country you are, and really just study a bit more about pensions, because here in the UK, that in terms of how tax efficient um, pension products are, um, <laughs> it's as beneficial and tax efficient as you can imagine. And it's about understanding that. So even schemes, which Jax has just mentioned, um, it's really about understanding the benefits linked to that. As ever, it's all about what fits into your own personal yeah. circumstances, because it will be easy for us to say, yeah, if you do something with pensions in this way, whether it's salary sacrifice or this, you can redirect your tax here and there, but it is really personal to you. But that's why you would need to really understand a bit more about pensions as well. Yeah. And as we always say, you know, it's important to know that we're not giving you what we call financial advice. Um, mm. It's more just to educate you and make you aware of the options that you have. And so before you make any decisions, make sure you speak to a tax advisor. Um, that's that's really, really important. What I would say as well, um, just going back on the, on the salary sacrifice element, which is something I came across actually quite recently, is you know some of the benefits um here in the UK or, or not benefits but you you tend to lose out on some benefits if you earn above a certain amount mm. okay so if if you're someone who for example doesn't need uh this a specific amount of income and you can sacrifice a bit of that that salary um for it to go into a pension rather than to go through the whole tax system and hit your account you can actually benefit from having a lower take home pay or a lower salary um here in the uk from head one of the things i can think about is uh some some benefits when it comes to childcare, for example mm. right so if you earn over 50k i believe then you do some benefits but if you earn 49.9999 then you know you, you benefit so it's something that you can really think about and something that of course your financial advisor can 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 uh, guide you on absolutely absolutely the only other thing actually jets is also um if 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 one usually with all workplace pension adver uh, 
um, say, workplace pension providers, you can actually also set up an account, um, online account, um, and it allows you to log in and actually also check what's going on instead of, you know, um, waiting for a yearly statement, for example, and you'll see every single transaction what's going in. And and I think one of the benefits around, well, in most cases, because it's uh, your actual pension providers, you're less likely to try and make particular changes for people that can't, for whatever reason, can't control themselves. You know how it gets when you're checking, especially when it comes to money and you're checking certain accounts and stuff. But um, yeah, that that's definitely um something as well uh, that helped me on my journey just understand what's happening with my pensions. Oh, absolutely. Um, again, it's, it's it's a newer thing for me as well. Even though I knew I was getting paid pension, it's because here in the UK I tend to invest myself through ISAs. Um, I just wanted a pension to do its thing in the background. But actually, mm. we we preach intentionality, so that's what I had to do. And so, yes, you're right. I had to get login details uh, for for from my pension provider. And yes, I can log in at any moment and uh, check what's happening, check the value of the pensions. And it gives you some further information as well, such as what the, um, and this is actually by, by law, they have to do this. It tells you what the, the projected amount would be by retirement if you continue doing what you're doing right now, basically. Mm. So that, that's very, very useful. Um, but what I would say is, look, uh, the, the whole point of having these login details is so that you can log in and make any changes, but don't look at it too often, like Peter just said. What I would say is it should be part of your review. Mm. which I say should be, in my opinion anyway, it should be twice a year. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, man, Jax, man, uh, that's really useful. Um, Good reflection and reacting to this um current news as well. And for our listeners, um, yeah, we are, we've done this a couple of times in terms of just reacting to different news as well. And we definitely want to do a bit more of those on some of these episodes. So if you like what you heard and you've seen particular article, um, where it's like being like, oh, that's interesting, and you want us to chat about on the podcast, send it through, man. Um, hit us up on any of our platforms so um, we can raise that um, up if we feel it's appropriate to do so, and we'll discuss here on the podcast. But Jacks, man, before I um let you go, or see if you've got anything else to to cover, we're gonna give a shout out to where we're getting listeners from, um, and in particular areas we haven't given a shout out to. Um, where we have listeners and we've we've neglected England for a bit I feel and um, we've been giving a shout out to everyone else all over the world um but this area is Luton 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 oh amazing that I wonder if that's anything to do with the fact that Luton Football Club have just been promoted to the Premier League yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the Luton football players are saying listen our salaries are going up man we need to start getting on point with finance <laughs> I think that's exactly what's happening <laughs> so footballers welcome to the World Finance Podcast you're here with myself Jax and the co-host Peter and on this podcast we talk about all things finance and all things finance related um, if you want to know more about what we do in the community, because World Finance is more than just a podcast, we do serve in the community, head over to www.worldfinance.co.uk. And if you want to engage with us on our socials, we are predominantly on Instagram. That's World Finance Team. But welcome and good luck in the Premier League. Come on, come on, come on. Massive good luck, man. And um, now thanks for that, man. And uh, thanks for our listeners over there and all over the world, man. We really do appreciate you. Jax, before I let you go, any final comments from your side? Yeah, I think my, my, my final comments is going back to the question. We say 20% um, of people 
you know, do not even know what's in their pension or how much is going in, etc. That's that's you know, as I said earlier, that was actually uh, lower than what I thought it would be, which shows that there's been progress because mm. um over the years it was it was much higher, so there has been progress, but there needs to be more work done. Um, what I would say is look. The, the conversation of pensions um, and, and other areas don't seem very exciting. But when we look at the the data and we look at, you know, the average millionaire here in the UK, and I'm, I'm quite sure it's, it's across the world, how they became millionaires um, in terms of net worth, it usually comes down to two things. There are usually homeowners that have spent a decent period of the time building equity in their home. Right. So sometimes you will hear things like, oh, you know, your house is not an asset, et cetera, et cetera, which I get the logic behind it. But it does contribute towards your net worth when you own something that goes up in value. Right. And the second one is actually pensions. Right. Being able to contribute towards the most tax efficient account over a long period of time and to really benefit from the compounding has also been a huge contributor to wealth building here in the UK and across the world as well. So I would say don't neglect these things. If you can't get an property ladder, do so, right? But of course, the other one is pensions. People talk more about property, but they don't talk about pensions. And I would encourage everybody to be more intentional, more mindful of firstly, what pensions actually are, understanding what they, how they work and how you can benefit from them. But of course, how you can actually even contribute more and benefit from uh, being able to build wealth over the long term because as I said earlier as well uh, there is a pension problem there is a, a retirement problem and we need to be more loud in speaking about it so more people are aware of it and prepare for it hmm. love it love it love it and agreement with all of that man Jax thank you very much as ever always a pleasure hopefully our listeners gain some value you know what to do like subscribe hit a rating leave a comment on how um this episode and any of our other episodes have impacted you hopefully for the better and most importantly man you don't need to let us know but share this conversation with someone literally share it out um or have this conversation with someone you know in your circle as well and remember all stay woke